podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Lewis Hart for Boxing Social in association with Empire Fight Store and Forged Irish Stout. Delighted today to be joined by Callis Salden. Like Red London buses, I don't speak to you for a couple of months and now I've got you twice in two days. How are we? As reliable as a London bus. I don't know, are they reliable or not? Well, I don't know. I'm, uh, I'm more of a tube man myself. Yeah, I'm the same, I'm the same. Josh Kelly made weight today. Um, look good on the scales, look good on the scales. I'm excited for tomorrow now. Everything's all weighed in. Hopefully no more hiccups till uh, tomorrow night. Yeah, they, but they're both actually um, Ramirez as well. Uh, they both look, look come very comfortable at the weight, you know, um, which, you know, sticks up for a good fight tomorrow night, live on the zone from 7pm. With this fighting on DAZN as well, and having two broadcasters, how, how do you find a benefit with that when you've got Channel 5 and DAZN as well, and sort of all working on different platforms? Hey, look, uh, you know, we're grateful for every platform that wants to get into boxing, and I think, uh, you know, Channel 5 flying that flag on terrestrial television is so, so important for the sport. We saw it with Harlem Eubank last month as well, you know, over 2 million views um, on terrestrial TV. Those aren't hardcore boxing fans and you know love the hardcore boxing fans of course that's our bread and butter but you know, a bit of marmalade with uh, with a few mainstream fans and hopefully win them over as well and we've had a you know we've had a great year on channel five and then uh you know you've got to look at what the zone's doing in boxing and it's phenomenal you know uh, just let me look at their december schedule but just look at the whole year's schedule of what the zone has pumped out uh Second to none. And when I say second to none, I don't mean that just now, but in the in the history of the sport, I can't think of you know. Yeah, you can talk about HBO and, and Showtime in the states over many years flying the flag, but on a global level, the amount of of money they put into the sport, but also in terms of what that money's done in terms of generating the amount of content and fights um, for boxing. Yeah, and I know they've, they've also got you know, Champions League rights in some countries and big leagues, Serie A, etc., etc. But it's it's unbelievable for our sport of boxing, which is a niche sport. It is a niche sport that um, a big organisation like that has, has has you know done that is is uh, is great, and we're, we're delighted to do all our you know, all our stuff that we've done with them. It's been it's been an amazing time, and. Um, can't sing their praises highly enough for flying that flag. And I think every fan uh, should be grateful for, for a platform like that. Another thing I did want to touch on, I didn't touch on it yesterday. Um, I think it was Tuesday. Um, news, I think well, news came out yesterday of Wasserman and Josh Kelly teaming up to save a, a local amateur gym. Um, how nice is that a feeling to do? So always, always give back to the community. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've done loads of projects like this, um, both in the UK and abroad. Um, Works a lot with Stonebridge, uh, where you know we're, we're North London boys, and and that was a project near and very dear to our hearts. Uh, Stonebridge Boxing Club in North London, big up Stonebridge. Got a guy from Stonebridge on the car tomorrow. Yeah, we do, we do, which isn't a coincidence. Um, yeah, yeah. It's not from not from Sunderland, but you know it's great. We had one project for many years where we it was um, taking kids off the street and putting them into gyms and. and we didn't get any. We didn't get. We got a couple at turn pro. They weren't. They weren't that good. But I'm sure a world champion would one day come out of that still. But yeah, this one's this one's a special one. It's obviously for Josh as well. But also a little bit of as a thank you. We've done. You know, we've done a lot of shows up in the northeast in the last couple of years, 
and uh, this is an area that there's so much potential, especially at a young age, where you want people to be getting into boxing. Um, it's an ideal age. It's an ideal way to start a career is to start boxing young. You know, look at the likes of I mean, Anthony Joshua. He started earlier than when he was. Yeah. So if, look, it's great to start boxing at an early age. Um, up in the northeast, you see a lot of young talent. Unfortunately, not that many turn pro. You see, there are very few world champions from from the northeast, um, which doesn't really make sense given the amount of interest in boxing up here. You know, we're going to be sold out tomorrow night week before Christmas, you know, it's fantastic. Um, people probably got better things to do with their money than spending on boxing shows, but, you know, delighted. we're delighted that we've got a full house tomorrow night. Um, and, you know, the potential up in this area for boxers to come through, I don't, I just feel that it's been a bit maybe neglected over the years. I mean, if you look at, you know, around here you've got, You've got Middlesbrough, Sunderland, Newcastle, two, three massive cities. There's other ones I probably haven't mentioned, but you've got some real good talents from up here, and that's got to translate into, into gold, uh, whether it's you know, British level, European or world. Absolutely. And just as we move on, um, I know we did speak about it yesterday, but you talked about negotiations with Conor Ben and Chris Eubank Jr. completely being off. Um, Charlie yesterday caught up with Conor Ben um, and Eddie Hearn actually said yesterday about sort of Eubank asking for, for silly money and which would have been his career highest payday. Um, these sort of these, these comments from Matram and Ben Drew? Well, I'm not going to go into details because it was a commercial discussion. Like I said in the interview yesterday, I said, you know, um, it was a commercial discussion behind closed doors and I'm not going to say more than that. Um, I'd say that the fight would have been absolutely huge in the UK. I mean, mind-bogglingly huge. But outside the UK, it's, uh, it's you know, it's another fight. It's not interesting. So revenue-wise, everything went about the UK. So it's quite an easy pot to read um, on it. And and I think we tried to do we tried everything to do to max it. Now I'm not going to say what what exactly it was around that because it was a it was a private negotiation between but ultimately four parties. Um, and those four parties couldn't come to an agreement, and that's more or less it. And I know we did touch on other options for Eubank, um, IBO being one of them, but do you feel like sort of with money, that with fights that generate almost as much interest as Conor Ben, uh, what domestic fights do you feel like you would look at that could, or other fights that could be near as much I interest? I like we're looking at his domestic yeah. fights right now. I'll I, I, I answer that question in a few weeks' time. No, I mean, look, obviously the, the IBO has been mandated. It's something that we're negotiating at the moment and we'll look from there. Just moving on, um, we talk about your man, Maris Bradis. Uh, the IBF came out and said that they were not willing to sanction Jai Opataya versus Ellis Zorro. I think because Zorro hasn't got a good enough ranking in the IBF. Um, and this down, when obviously Maris Bradis is the mandatory for the IBF for Jai Opataya, um, this could lead to, and I think it is leading to Opataya vacating his IBF title, um, putting that in a bin, which would then make Jai, Jai, um, Maris Bradis against Zura Ramirez, I believe. Um, sort of excited for, the, for this news but well there's a few things that could happen first of all as it stands right at the time of giving this interview I'm not aware of any information that he's dropped the belt I'm hearing rumours that he might drop the belt um, but that obviously is down to him and uh, Mick his, his manager um, to them to, to make a decision on that uh, we can only react off that decision 
Uh, Myris is in training. He's I spoke to him this morning. Um, he's excited. He's excited mostly to fight Opatia, of yeah. course, because you know if you haven't seen that fight, go back and look at it. It's an absolute barn burner. And you know people who say Myris Brees is finished, well, it's quite interesting because the first six rounds down under. Um, he, he, he just didn't turn up. He went down for the first time in his career. Nose broke. Um, and then the old man, as people are calling him, the second six rounds, so six to 12, he absolutely pulverizes Opatire. Pulverizes him, pillar to post. The man is asleep on his shoulder twice. I mean, absolutely it breaks his jaw in, I can't remember how many places it was reported. Uh, puts him out for eight months, right? So, no, Breedis <laughs> yeah. not finished. He wants Opatire again, but more than anything, he wants to become a four-time world champion. And some people mustn't forget when they're saying Opatire is now number one in the division. I, that one I can't work out. Belts here or there, Breedis is the number one cruiserweight on planet Earth. Right now. He won the World Boxing Super Series a couple of years ago, not not a couple of decades ago, a couple of years ago, right? Uh, beating Dortikos. Um, you know, he's, he's still the only man who's really given Uzik hell. Many people saw him winning that fight. Many people saw it a draw. Many people also saw Uzik winning the fight. It was, it was one of them. Last round job. Ask Uzik. Um, so, to say that Opatai is now the king of the division is a complete no, bloody nonsense. Um, yeah, he won six rounds against, uh, against, uh, against Myris in his backyard and then got smashed to bits in the second six rounds. Both of them, fantastic warriors that night. Great fight. And, 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 and credit for Jay for, for that amazing performance. I don't mean to like, sound this is a go at Jay, not at all. Um, but I'd have to see the fight again. That's the fight that I'd love to see again. But it's boxing, maybe that fight then would happen down the road. I don't know. Could also be that he gets, he vacates and they put him in as the next, as the next challenger. There's lots of things that's not in our control. I wouldn't say not in our interest, because I, as I said, I like the Opatava, but Ramirez, fantastic fight as well. Um, I've got to admit, <laughs> when I looked at the rankings a couple of weeks ago, so I was thinking, I was like, Ramirez? Hey, he's, that's him, isn't it? Yeah? Because I remember him, because he'd done Arthur Abraham in one of his last fights. That was a super middleweight. So, um, yeah, we got an open... Well, uh, yeah, we've got some revenge going there from yeah. our side. Yeah, he's got, Myris has got to step up to that one, if that's the case. And it's, that's a great one. He's with, I believe, with Golden Boy. So, yeah. you know, we get on well with, with Oscar and his team and Eric. And, you know, we're, we're, I'm sure we'll put, a, put, a, put that together, no problem. But, uh, again, we're, we can only react to, to what they do. But either way, fantastic fights, you know. I know the situation does suit you in a way with Bradis, but to have this news come out two weeks before your fight when it, for someone like Opatia, um, what do you make of, of that situation that the IBF have come out you know, two weeks from, from it, from a massive payday for him? We, we didn't object to the fight. We didn't object to this fight taking place. Um, so it's, it's between, obviously between Opatia and the IBF, but we didn't object. We were, we were absolutely fine with them doing this because we were told that in February we will be boxing... Um, Opatai. So for us, absolutely fine. We've got no problem with the fight taking place, but it is a matter between the, um, between the uh, IBF and, and the Opatai team. But I've got absolutely, I'd, I'd like to see Opatai fight um, Zorro next week for the IBF, but I don't think that's going to happen. Um, 
but there's no objections from our side as long as we we're assured that we're, we're boxing them in February. So all good with that. But I, as I said, it's a matter between the IBF and um, and, uh, and 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 time. Another thing I did want to talk about. Uh, Crossing over from a different side of, of boxing, uh, Leeds has been very, very famous for many good nights with Josh Warrington and this and that. But it sounds like there's going to be another few nights. Apparently, I'm hearing rumblings. Yeah, there's rumblings. There's rumblings. The misfits are moving. They're heading up, heading up north again. Uh, yeah, yeah. You're going to see an announcement in the next few days. Leeds, January 20th. I'm not going to say too much more. I can't say too much more. The 20th of January, Leeds. Uh, Massive signing uh, for Misfits going to be announced. Uh, we'll be headlining that card. Um, as always, a fantastic night of Misfits boxing. I, I look forward to it, mate. I look forward to it. The announcement's huge. Yeah, I, I think, you know, you know, it definitely is huge. Yeah. Um, and just as 2023 closes towards an end, um, how do you reflect on this year um, as for Wasserman and how do you look to push on for 2024? Well, I think we've done... I think next week with with Lyndon and Arthur, uh, Lyndon and Arthur Boxing in, in Saudi, it will be our 28th or 29th unit, we call it. Um, so involvement, so shows, promoted shows, etc. So it's uh, been a busy year, yeah. Five pay-per-views, five pay-per-views in the UK. I think that is, uh, that's the chart topper this year, you know. So, uh, no, we delight that. The only, certainly the only UK promoters that can say uh, we've done five pay-per-views this year. Yeah. Absolutely. Cal, I just want to say thank you for take time, taking the time to speak to me. Always good to catch up with you, and I'm sure we'll enjoy a, a good, good night in uh, Sunderland tomorrow. Nearly said Newcastle there. Thank you, mate. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, cheers, mate. Thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network.